You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Welcome to another edition of JM Sunday with Matas Weingast here with you on the stream, jmandtheam.org, nachamsegel.com. It's Sunday, July the 7th, 2013, 29th day in the month of Tammuz, 5773. Tomorrow, tonight is Rosh Chodesh Av, and we are in the midst of our three-week format heading into the nine days with Tisha B'Av next Tuesday, next Monday night and Tuesday. Pesachim 17 uh, for the Daf Yomi. And I uh, hope you all had a good Shabbos, a good week. And uh, thank you for joining me this morning here on JM Sunday. Rabbi Goldwasser will be coming up at 7.30 with Morning Chizuk. And 8 o'clock, Anna Levy Julian with our news from Israel. We'll be playing uh, a cappella music, mostly a cappella music today, from uh, various artists. And uh, no interviews today, but uh, we'll be playing some music for you. And uh, we thank you for joining us here on the stream. Looking ahead to um, looking ahead to uh, next week, we'll be playing uh, music appropriate for uh, the nine days, and uh, that's it. So here is we're going to go right to the music. Here's Avrami Flam on JM Sunday. Thanks for listening, everyone.
728 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. Thanks for joining us this morning on the stream. 
jmandtheam.org, nachamsegel.com, our listener line, the app, so many ways that uh, people can listen to the show. You can go to nachamsegel.com, find out all those ways in addition to the way you're listening right now. And uh, let your friends know. Like us on Facebook. JM Sunday is the page on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And follow us all day long on the stream, jmandtheam.org. If you want to send me an email, you're welcome to do so. Matis, M-A-T-T-E-S, at nachomsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S, at nachomsegel.com. We are in our three weeks format, heading into the nine days format starting tomorrow night, where um, the uh, the nine days prior to Tishabov begin Rosh Chodesh tomorrow night, Rosh Chodesh Av. Next Sunday, we will be here on JM Sunday with appropriate programming for the nine days. Nachum will be in tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., and uh, he will start off the official work week with all of us on the stream and on the radio. At 8 o'clock is the news from Israel with Hannah Levy-Julian. We'll hear what's going on in the state of Israel and what went on this past week. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday morning, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. His words And here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say in Tehillim, Mizmar Asof, a song to Asof. Rashi notes it would have been perhaps more appropriate to begin Kinala Asof, a dirge for Asof, as this chapter mostly describes the destruction of the Besamikdosh. Rashi explains that Asaf sang because Hashem in his mercy poured his wrath on the stones and wood and not on Klal Yisrael. Rashi also offers an explanation in Shmos. Elep Kudea Mishkan, Mishkan Oedus. The word Mishkan is repeated twice. This alludes to the fact that the destruction of each of the two temples was collateral for the sins of the Jewish nation. In a similar vein, the Sefer Menachem Tzion states that the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash is because Klal Yisrael was saved from total annihilation. This is an expression of our hakara satov, or our gratitude. The Dubno Magid presents an interesting situation to illustrate the appropriate mindset that is demanded because of the Beis Hamikdosh and its destruction. A woman who hadn't had any children for many years finally was pregnant. When it was time for her to give birth, however, the doctor told her it would be impossible to ensure the life of both mother and child, and therefore he recommended terminating the pregnancy in order to save the mother's life. The mother said, I have no desire for life if you choose to do that. It would be better that I die and that my child should live. And so the child was born and the woman passed on. When the boy grew older, he was taken to the gravesite on the day of the yard site of his mother in order to say Kaddish. Those in attendance noted that the boy was neither contemplative nor was he serious. He seemed rather lighthearted and irreverent.
the people who had accompanied this young boy explained to him that his mother had given up her own life for his and in fact deserved a lot more from him. The son was overwhelmed because he was unaware of the true circumstances of his birth. So it is with us. Can we possibly say that we are like that young boy who didn't realize what his mother had done for him? Do we mourn over the loss of the Beis HaMikdosh? Do we say Kaddish for the Beis HaMikdosh with reverence, being cognizant of the immensity of the loss we have suffered, acknowledging the Kapara that we attained as a result? Or is there an air of levity and diversion, something that takes us away from our mourning over the loss of the Beis HaMikdosh? It's during these days that we remember the Chazal, Whoever properly mourns over Yerushalayim in the base of Mikdash will merit to see its rebuilding speedily in our days. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
it dawned on me before that I didn't give you a full wrap-up of all the songs that we had done in the first half hour. So now I'll do the entire segment uh, here with a song wrap-up. Uh, I'm going to start backwards. We just heard from uh, Ari Goldwag. And, you know, it's a three-weeks format, getting into the nine days, so we're playing uh, a cappella music and uh, featuring some artists in particular who have done uh, a cappella music appropriate for the three weeks and uh, for other times during the year. So that was Ari Goldwag with Finally Here. Before that, Avrami Flam with, uh, no, excuse me, we didn't hear from Avrami Flam. We heard from Ellie Gerstner. And uh, before that, the Yeshiva Boys Choir, 613. And then Avrami Flam opened up this segment after Rabbi Goldwasser with Alna Haros Bavel. In the first half hour of the show, we heard, of course, our Modani opening theme song every day that JM in the AM or JM Sunday is on the air. Then we heard again from Avrami Flam, 613, uh, God and Benny Elbaz, Kol Zimra and Nachum Stark rounded up the uh, first half hour of the show. And we're going to have more music coming up right after the news from Israel. Right now it's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time. In the New Jersey area, it's 80 degrees, going up to a high of 91 today. Possible scattered showers later this afternoon, this evening. Possible thunderstorms here and there. That's the official official uh, weather forecast, here and there. <laughs> Nachum is back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early with uh, JM and the AM. We have on the stream all day today and throughout the rest of this week appropriate programming and music for the three weeks, nine days. And uh, I think that brings us up to the time. Well, I'll just remind you that it's July 7th, 2013, 29th day in the month of Tammuz, 5773. And uh, JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, which is more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. And Adorama is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. You can reach Adorama at 1-800-223-2500, 1-800-223-2500. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. So that brings us up to the time where we are joined by Hannah Levy-Julian, correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News English Division and a news broadcaster in Israel, joining us as she does every Sunday morning at this time, with the news from Israel. Good morning, good afternoon. Rana, how are you? <laughs> good morning, how are you? Fine, thank you. It is afternoon where you are, of course. <laughs> That's right. Nice, bright. And as usual, a sunny day in the summer, no rain, never any rain, wow. unlike there. Um, the big news today is that a bill for the uh, law on Haredi religious army recruitment passed with 14 votes and four abstentions in the cabinet today. Um, most people have agreed and the ministers agreed that more work remains to be done, but the, uh, the current bill is the best option so far. Uh, that's what they said in the cabinet. Housing Minister Uri Ariel from Bait Yehudi said we're taking a big step today toward integrating the Haredi religious community he was very satisfied with the changes that his party succeeded in making to the proposal. Um, he 
Zelensky said, and I quote, we got rid of the part requiring women to enlist. We increased the number of exemptions from 150 to 1,800. The bill now requires Haredi religious men to enlist at age 21 and not 18. And he said they managed to take a bad bill that was detached from reality and to come to a suitable agreement. The Hatznuah party, led by Justice Minister Tsipi Livni, said that they would support the bill in its current form. And while the proposed bill is only a partial solution and not free from flaws, it's a compromise aimed at increasing the number of Haredi religious men who will be recruited by the army. And Hatznuah will support that important principle that Haredi Jews will uh, have the obligation and privilege of serving in the IDF. Um, among the so-called flaws cited by Hatznua is the fact that the bill will lengthen active military service for soldiers in the Hezder program to 17 months rather than two years or longer. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke about the bill at the beginning of the weekly cabinet meeting. He said, after 65 years, we're bringing a proposal to increase equality in the burden of military service for government approval. We'll make the change gradually with consideration for the Haredi religious community's unique needs. But not everyone is happy about this, as you can imagine. Uh, Knesset member Mayor Porush of the uh, Yadud Torah Gimel Party reacted he said, this is a sad day for the Haredi Jewish world. This day will be recorded as a dark day for Jews living in the land of Israel. The government's abuse of the Haredi minority borders on persecution and cruelty. They have no mandate from the United Nations to run the country this way. <laughs> so there's a lot going on here, but the big fight today is not about anything outside of the borders the fight going on in this country today is within the borders. I'm sorry to say, and uh, and it's about the army itself. How how appropriate for the three weeks leading up to the nine days, huh? Uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's the big, that's the big news. That's oh. that's what the that's what everybody's yelling about today. That's uh -huh. really what it's about. Everything else is small compared to this one. But really. the majority of the population, which we understand is is uh, pretty much secular. Yeah, because uh, everybody serves. What's, Everybody right, their reaction is positive, I assume. Yeah. What's I the mean, practical that's, that's side? Really when when will this take effect? Do you have any idea when it will actually take effect and the quantity, the number of people that will be coming to serve that would not have served? Uh, can it be quantified in simple terms or we're not ready to go there yet? Let, let's look at it this way. At the moment, if you, if you say that about 25% of the population is is Haredi. Okay. I, I would say about 25% is Haredi. And of the 25%, maybe a fraction of those, a small fraction, are already serving. It's quiet. But okay. they really are. You know, a lot of those kids are going in. Are right, we talking about it's those very, that reach? It's very quiet. But those kids are going in already. We're, but you know right. something? I'll tell you something, Matis. The Army is not set up is not set up to accept a Haredi enlistment. If tomorrow every single Haredi yeshiva were to shut down and say, okay, guys, let's go in, 
they would not be able to handle that influx. Everyone has said it from the IDF commanders on down, and they have warned them. They've warned the ministers. They've warned every single person in the government, all of them. Right, but I think think the bottom line is that's not going to happen, so it it may be a... Uh, thing to say, but it's you know it's not going to be very practical. It's not actually well, actually, going to they, they have actually they've actually uh, the the Rabbanim at one point threatened to do it. Well, they actually threatened to do it in in order to test it. They they warned them if you go ahead with this and if you don't make changes, we will do it and see how you can handle it. All right. And the truth is, they'd never be able to handle it. There's no right. way. So, there's uh, no way. Uh, how many how many boys or men are we talking about who could potentially? Well, when is this supposed to take effect? I mean, th- this you said was a bill passed by the cabinet, not the Knesset. Yes, it's passed by the cabinet. A bill that's passed by the cabinet still has to go through three readings in the in the in the Knesset plenum. Okay. In the in the in the big Knesset. So it, it still has to go through the Knesset. All right. It, it, it's, but, but I have to tell you, if it went through the cabinet, it's going to go. Right, but how long does that process take? It probably won't take that long, but, but in order to implement it, uh, well, part of it's already been implemented. I'll tell you the truth. Some of it's already happened because I personally know uh Lubavitcher kids who were already drafted who never would have been a year ago. Uh-huh. I know Lubavitcher kids who were already drafted and who got draft notices and a couple of families who actually tried to ignore the notice and got phone calls and later threats of being arrested. One family whose kid went abroad to Yeshiva because that's what was planned beforehand now cannot come back. Right. He's abroad, not in New York, by the way. He's in another country because that's what was planned because there was a shiva there that was teaching, I don't know, a specific skill. And you know what? The kid can't come back. Until His he... family's not going to be able to see him unless they right. travel abroad right. because he'll be arrested at the airport Right. Unless he goes for, into... for ducking the draft. Unless he that's goes not into even serve. what his intent was. Right. But unless the he... fact is... Right. Unless he goes into serve, though. He, he would have to right. serve if he comes back. So, but again, do we know how many? But he wanted to finish. But he wanted to finish getting smicha, and he wanted to finish getting right. his his uh, his tuda, right. his certification, and then he would have been perfectly happy to serve. This law, which allows them to finish at 21, which would have allowed this particular kid to finish his education, was not enforced back then. Uh-huh. They had implemented the early draft. This kid, because it, because he went abroad ahead of time, they don't have this retroactive. This kid will be arrested. Right, right. Well, uh, it's an imperfect so, law in all kinds of ways. Right. So again, how many people might we be talking about that are of draft age right now that are not serving? Is it ten thousand, thousands, tens, yeah, twenty, probably. or I don't, I don't know. I don't mm. know. I don't know the numbers. I'll tell you the truth. I don't really know. Um, easily. Easily 10,000, probably. And 1,800 get a dispensation. Yeah. That's according to the way it is now. Right. Probably probably more than 10,000. And do you know how many people... Probably close do you know how many people enlist in the, ar- enlist in the Army each year? You know, the turn uh, Army age, draft age, and enlist? 
No idea. Hmm. No, no idea. But I will, I will tell you this. It's probably more than 10,000 who could go in. And I would say... I'm talking about the general community, not the Haredi community. Now. The, gen- the general community... Oh, I don't know. Let's put it this way. What's our population now? Between 7 and 8 million. Right. It's about 8 million, right? right? So figure 8 million. But some are Israeli so, Arabs, some are Druze or whatever. Right. So let's pass off at least 2 million that are not... Uh, not relevant for whatever the various reasons are. Right. That leaves six. Let's say maybe a million. A million each year? Yeah. No, it has to be that age. It's only that age. That it's the number of people turning uh, 18 each year. I would give it 100,000 at least. Uh-huh. So an additional, so possibly an additional 10%. If you could find out the numbers for a future show, it would be interesting, I think, to look yeah. at what the real numbers are. You know, because we're I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll get them. I'll tell you, it may be classified, but I'll try uh-huh. to find out. Uh-huh. Interesting. It may be classified. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens I'll in the try. future. Uh, and but it is an interesting ending. What about uh, what, what's the word in Israel about what's going on in Egypt? Ah, uh, Egypt. Ah, uh, yes, Egypt. Wonderful Egypt. That's where I've, I've been writing that one all day long. Um, Egypt was going to, the military was going to uh, appoint Mohammed al-Baradeh for prime minister. Right. And that's a mixed bag for us because he's no fan of Israel. He's, mm-hmm. he's no friend at all. Um, however, we've gotten a reprieve, at least so far, because it turns out that the Islamists also don't like him very much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's funny, right? Strange bedfellows. Yep, the enemy of my um, enemy is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, it turns out that um, the extreme right over there doesn't like him, and therefore the um, the kingmakers had to step back and say, oops, wait a minute, uh, we're not really sure we really wanted him. We were only thinking about it, and therefore they said, we're going to think again. So they don't have a definite prime minister yet. All they have so far is an interim president. Uh, Iran has finally come out with a statement, and they've said that they think that it's improper that they overthrew the president, and they're encouraging the Islamists to continue to support and try to reinstate Mohammed Morsi. Very nice. Um, yes, isn't that great? Let's <laughs> throw the pot a little. Great. And Russia, in the meantime, is warning that Egypt is going to move into a civil war if they're not very careful. And they're using uh, Syria as the example, which huh. is so, not really good because this is nothing like Syria. But right. Russia has to the pot also. So another civil war. Very uh, good. In the meantime, they are they are fighting. I will tell you that much. There, there are still protests in the street, and the Islamists and the um, the uh, other protesters had some fights on Friday. Thirty six people died. Uh-huh. Uh, the Islamists were armed. Some of the others, uh, the opponents, were, most of them were not armed, a few of them were, but basically the uh, Islamists were firing at the, uh, the anti-Morsi crowd, and um, there was a lot of violence well, on Friday night. Well, thank you, thank died. you so much, Connor, Levy, Julian, for bringing us the great <laughs> news, uh, the great news from Israel today. Give us a big, give us a, just 
one day brightener if you yes. if you have one second. Yes, sure. There, there's a guy in uh, Herzliya. Actually, he's on the beach. His name is Nisim Kachalon, a divorced father of three. And 40 years ago, he built a house in a cliff on the beach. Um, and his life story is now in a movie called Sipur Aploni, the Apollonian story. And it is being featured in the Jerusalem Film Festival. So that's a nice thing. Interesting. He's been camping out for 40 years. <laughs> Well, that's why his if you last want to name. Go visit him. He's on the beach. You, you, you said his last name is is uh, is is what? Kachalon. Ah, uh-huh. well, you know, there could be Yiddish Kachalain. He just cooks for himself, and that's it. That's and that's precisely what he's been doing <laughs> without electricity and no bills at all. Oh wow! Well, you gotta love it. Only in Israel. Connor Levy, that's Julian, right. thank you for joining us this morning. We will be here live next uh, for, uh, next Sunday morning um, during the nine days two days before Tisha B'Av, and you can give us your perspective on uh, what it is like in uh, in Israel 2,000 years mm-hmm. after the uh, destruction of the second base on Mikdash, the second temple, and how it will be going into uh, Tisha B'Av a day from, uh, from next Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. See you well. Lady Julian joining us as she does every Sunday morning uh, from... Uh, from Israel, live from Israel, and we thank her for uh, for that. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you can send it to matis at nachamsegel dot com, m a t t e s at nachamsegel dot com, and uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, take information and try to honor your requests. Right now, we are in the midst of the three weeks format, so we're only playing a cappella music. Um, yeah, 10 and 18, uh, let the wives know they're on their way back. That's, uh, that's good. Thank you so much for that and for all their, their help that they do and that they provide, uh, here on a, a Sunday morning, 8.16 in the morning, coming up at 8.17 on JM Sunday Mataswan Guest with you. We're going to go back to the music. Uh, next up is, uh, 6.13, a Shalu by 6.13 here on JM Sunday. Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim Yishno Yu'u Havayich Yehi Shalom Echeilech Shalva Be'ar Minotayich Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim Yishno Yu'u Havayich Yehi Shalom
Yerushalayim, Sure. 
Nachum Stark Asfira Kumzitz. We borrowed that for the three weeks format on a Hashem name of that song. Before that, a little bird. And that's from Songs of the Three Weeks from Avarmi Flam, whom we featured this morning, a number of selections. Same with 613, Volume 2 Encore. Shalu opened up our 8 o'clock music segment, which actually started at 8.15 after the news from Israel. And we thank Hanalevi Julian for bringing us the news from Israel this morning. JM Sundays brought to you by Adorama. More than a camera store. Much more than a camera store. The official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. 1-800-223-2500. 42nd West 18th Street, New York City. For cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and more, Adorama is the place to go. Imaging and Beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Programming continues at 9 o'clock here on the stream, jmandtheam.org, nachumsegel.com, all day long, all night long, straight through this whole week and every week. Nachum is back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We begin the uh, nine days format on the stream starting tomorrow night as we uh, head into our Chodesh Av. Right now we're in the midst of the three weeks format. And... Uh, Nachum will uh, will have appropriate programming throughout the uh, throughout the uh, uh, week up until Tishbav next week. It is uh, 8:33 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you on the uh, on the stream on the 7th of July, 2013. 29th of Tammuz, 57.73. We're going to go back to the music here on JM Sunday. Uh, we're picking it up with uh, another selection by Avrami Flam. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Here is Echa. Oh. Shalom, here, 
Bye. 
Cry No More, a.k.a. Pella, here on JM Sunday, wrapping things up. Before that, Modim from Maccabees, uh, the uh, Shirulanu from Eli Gerstner and uh, Rachem 613, and Echa from Avrami Flam. Getting ready for, to end up the show this morning. Tonight is Rosh Chodesh Av, the beginning of the nine days. And uh, next Tuesday, or Monday night of next week, is uh, is uh, Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., with music appropriate for the nine days, with the programming appropriate for the nine days, excuse me. We'll be here on the stream all day long. Keep it tuned, jmtheam.org, nachumsegal.com. Any way you listen to it throughout the world is great. My thanks again to uh, Hannah Levy-Julian for joining us this morning and uh, giving us the news from Israel. We'll be back Next Sunday, we will have programming appropriate for the nine days also. it's uh, Right now, it's the temperature in the New Jersey area, 82 degrees, humidity 77%, going up to a high of 91, and uh, I guess a 91.1, as Nachum says, and uh, chance of thunderstorms this afternoon on and off. So, uh, you know, enjoy the day, stay cool, make sure to drink a lot of water because you need it for this time of year. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Sunday on JM Sunday.